Ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Okay, so I don't actually know. But I do know that 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot. And for good reason. HubSpot's all-on-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support. Plus, they have a huge collection of resources to help startups scale. And with the HubSpot for Startups program, you could save big off your first year. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot, visit HubSpot.com startups. Howdy, folks. It is Friday, October 21st. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Juliet Bennett-Ryla, and you are listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're going to be talking about Liz Truss, the UK prime minister who announced her resignation yesterday after implementing a set of tax cuts that spiraled the UK economy into somewhat of a wild mess in just a few weeks. What happened exactly? And also, Pinterest, the app reports earnings next week. And ahead of that, we wanted to shine light on platform, which is somewhat of a beacon of light in a dark, dark time for the social apps. But before we get into all that, like, let's take a quick look at what else is going on in the world of business and tech. Let's get crack All right. First things first, Snap saw its stock sink. That's hard to say. Snap saw its stock sink <laughs> more than 20% in extended trading yesterday after the social media company reported weaker than expected revenue for the third quarter. Revenue grew just 6% from a year earlier, and that's the first time it reached the single digit mark since going public in 2017. Still, daily active users increased 19% year over year, which is always good for them to see. Moving along, Amazon is quietly shutting down fabric Dot com, which it's actually owned since 2008. Fabric.com was one of the largest online fabric stores and has been around since the 90s. That's a great name for a website, Fabric.com. Yes. I bet if you had squatted on that for years, you would have made a good price. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Not that I condone that by any means. <laughs> yes. We'll have to be on the, the lookout for any other textile domain names. Mm-hmm. All right. In other news, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton sued Google, alleging indiscriminate collection of users' biometric data. Nestle will acquire Starbucks Seattle's best coffee brand for an undisclosed amount. In 2018, it paid Starbucks over $7 billion to sell its packaged coffee in stores. And is Stripe stripping? The $95 billion fintech giant is reportedly asking managers to start giving companies lower performance ratings, which could help, in turn, prune its workforce. So today, Jacob, you are going to tell us all about Liz Truss, the UK prime minister for what, a a month and a half, two months, a very short (laughs) amount of time. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Since 1827, the shortest tenure of a UK prime minister had been that of George Canning, who worked for 118 days in office until he died. Mm. And now after just six weeks or so at work, PM Liz Truss will uh, break his record for shortest tenure in that office. Mm. Yesterday, Truss announced plans to resign in a bid to address kind of this real economic turmoil that was brought on during her short tenure and really because of her and her administration. So what happened exactly? Well, Truss's government tried enacting what people are referring to as Trussonomics, mm. not so far off from Reaganomics. And basically, it was going to be the UK's largest tax cut since the 1970s mostly aimed at kind of wealthy people and corporations. And this policy was 
kind of meant to, you know, spur and stimulate further spending in the UK economy. But investors' alarm bells were kind of sounded when they announced all these plans because with inflation sitting north of 10%, all this stimulation and increased spending is really not what the country needs right now. And as a result of all this, mortgage rates rose in anticipation that the central bank would have to raise interest rates further to curtail further inflation. And foreign investors began to flee. The pound was driven to record lows against the dollar. And so basically, Truss tried remedying the situation. She fired her first treasury chief. And remember, this is like weeks into her tenure. And this was also kind of put on break after the queen passed away. Mm -hmm. So this is really during a short time period. She fired her first treasury chief. She tried scrapping the plans altogether. But it was all too late. She was ranking as the lowest polling British leader in history. 35% of UK companies said the turmoil has impacted their businesses. And of course, the memes were out in full force. I saw some really funny memes. Many of them were centered around the Daily Star, which is a British tabloid, had been live streaming a lettuce, a literal <laughs> lettuce under the banner Can Liz Truss outlast a lettuce. Wow. And uh, she could not. So a new election will be held next week mm -hmm. to find a replacement. That is incredible. Wow. Yeah. What a way to live in infamy. Now for something completely different. We're going to talk about Pinterest. Yes. So Pinterest. Do you use Pinterest? I do not. <laughs> not okay. at all. That's okay. A lot of other people do. About 433 million people each month. Wow. Yes. And I want to talk about Pinterest for a bit because I think it's a bit of an underrated kind of sleeping giant in the world of tech and social apps right now that are all getting hammered in the market. In the last six months, this is interesting. Pinterest stock is actually up almost 13%. Wow. You can compare that to Meta down 30% in that time or Snap down, I think now over 63% in that time, probably more than that after earnings yesterday. But Pinterest, for those who may not use it, like I said, at 433 million monthly active users, it was actually down 5% year over year, which I think makes sense if you think about COVID trends and people getting out of the house. At the same time, revenue grew 9%. I think that's pretty impressive and yeah. very interesting. And Pinterest is a cool app. It's considered a social app, I guess. But in many ways, it's a lot closer to something like Google than it is to something like a Facebook or a Snapchat in the sense that it's highly search-driven. It's basically a visual search tool. You're looking for inspiration or design, and it feeds you very visually focused, helpful results. And the company has, for the last year or so, been investing heavily in what I think is the right place, which is commerce on its platform. And I think mm -hmm. next week it's going to be really interesting to see how some of these things have played out and how successful they've been. So, for example, as a platform, Pinterest users have a ton of intent when using the app, right? You go on Pinterest to look for like a, a kitchen design or for like a, you know, a cool couch or something, chances are if you're looking for a cool couch, you're looking to buy a cool couch. So right. it's really powerful when you have users that have lots of intent, which they do. And the company hired a couple months ago, a new CEO with a commerce focused background. <laughs> this is kind of neat. He was the CEO of PayPal. And then after that, the president of commerce payments and next billion users at Google. How about that title? Yeah. <laughs> and that underlines how hard they've been working on building out commerce features into the platform. They've been innovating in some neat ways, too. Unlike the other social apps, which have made basically carbon copies of TikTok, for instance, uh, Instagram with Reels, YouTube with Shorts, Pinterest has done a fantastic job making a copy of TikTok while also focusing on its target audience. So it launched something called Idea Pins, where you can make a video 
but as an influencer, you can tag a product in that video and get paid for any sales that are driven through that video. They launched live shopping features. They also launched a totally separate app called Shuffles for collage making and mood boards, which really hit the nail on the head with their Gen Z audience. And all that's to say, for a social platform as big as it is in today's market, I think Pinterest appears to be doing really well for itself. We will get an update, though, from them next week when they report earnings. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah. You know, I think this is absolutely the right move for Pinterest because like I said, I don't use it. And anytime it comes up, I think Jordan, our CEO, even was talking about this maybe on a previous episode. It's like it gives you everything that you're looking for, right? It gives you this amazing collection of things that are exactly what you're looking for. And then you go to click on something and say like, okay, what is this? And then for a long time, it just felt like it was just a picture. I was getting nowhere. I could find right. the perfect piece of furniture that I wanted for my home. And then it was just a picture. Mm-hmm. And I think as a discovery platform for commerce, yes, that is absolutely where Pinterest needs to be heading. In fact, I would go back to Pinterest if I felt like, you know, someone gave me all this inspiration and now I can't move on it because I can't find the thing. But if I could find the thing, I feel like I (laughs) I would go back to using it. Yes. Listen, I think like what you're describing, I think Google is probably jealous of Pinterest and its Mm -hmm. ability as a discovery and search platform for visual things. Oh, absolutely. And I don't don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Google try to... uh, potentially take them over in the not-so-far future. Yeah, because Google's platform also kind of lacks the specificity. Like, I've noticed I was looking for a very specific piece of clothing for a costume. So I type in all of the things that I want it to have, and then I get a random selection of 60 things that are kind of like that, but not (laughs) really. And that's the shopping tab, which is, you know, that's what's available. But if Google could really dial in, like, exactly what I'm looking for in the way that Pinterest has and provide me a place to buy it, that would be ideal. And it's very powerful if they can do that. Mm -hmm. Ideal for you, the user, and for them, the business. Right. But we will see next week how they're doing with all this. Mm -hmm. Bam, bada, bing, bada, boom. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in to The Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig. Our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you are not subscribed, go get yourself subscribed at thehustle.co slash email. I hope you have a fantastic Friday and we'll see you next week.